talk about how uh, we, uh, between recordings here, we were like, we're both going like gray, like crazy, and we're kind of <laughs> fucking down for it. Which I appreciate, because I feel like that's a fight that, you know, you almost, it's, you almost have to justify it to certain people. I hope to never have that conversation. Steve is like, go great. That would be awesome. See, I'm hoping that it's, uh, this is, uh, welcome to Oof, I I wrote that, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) Uh, your favorite witchy anti-podcast. Yeah, no, I'm like hoping for like Meryl Streep gray. Oh, I haven't seen her since... The thing is, though, the transition time. My hair does not grow fast. Mm, yeah, I guess that's true. I'm like, do I dye it silver in the meantime? I think you just let it go naturally. Like, I get really, really annoyed at the fact that women have to be like, oh, I don't age. I'm, I don't yes. age. Like, that's not a thing. I'm like, fuck off. Yes, you do. What's wrong with that? To be fair, many men dye their hair as well. Oh, yeah. And hey, if you choose to dye your hair... I don't have an issue with that. No. But then don't shit on me for not dyeing my hair. I The thing is that I'm excited to go gray, but I also, I feel spiritually I am a redhead in the fine tradition of Lucille Ball and other fantastic redheads. Scully, Agent Scully, the real reason why I went this way and have remained this way ever since. Um, I'll miss that. It's part of, like, my identity to me. See, me, it's more the curl than anything. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, the dark is, like, cool, but I'm, like, very excited to go completely gray. Well, and as we discussed during the podcast, the transition time, for those of you with beautiful black curly hair, you get to look like a very cool sorceress while you're going gray. (laughs) Which, honestly, is kind of my whole aesthetic anyway. Exactly. Lots of flowy stuff, you know, into it. Which, aunties, man, that's right where you want to be. There are there are some like what I would call women of a certain age who just have this and I, I frequently notice them because they almost have this like grounded earth mother vibe about them. Um, and they, they it tends to be like women who don't wear makeup and have laugh lines. And I just like I find myself very drawn to their aesthetic. Well, because it's like you don't need to have a whole bunch of like surgery and do a whole, and if you want to, it's fine. Right. You do whatever makes you happy. But you shouldn't feel pressured to have to do that. Right. You know, like, no, it's fine aging is normal that's not a bad thing no let's reclaim aging because i will be older and wiser and more awesome and not writing nonsense like we did when we were six four, 14 to 21 <laughs> so hopefully you folks uh had a chance to listen to our last episode where we unearthed the notebook it was a very special episode because a we're on the road and b the yes. notebook. yes yes uh uh yeah the the notebook guys god damn it like it's it's it, it's a level of you had warned me that it was a level of cringe and but i, I didn't know either I, I haven't read it ahead but you said like when we talked about it uh through text messaging that it was a certain level of cringe that was going to happen that was just going to be like well, we talked a little during the break how I think at 16, I felt so worldly. I thought I knew so much about so much. And and I think that's something that all teenagers feel. But now looking at it back, you know, almost 20 years removed. I need to stop saying that. I feel like I'm going to like turn into a skeleton and like blow away. <laughs> um, it, it is like when, when you were a kid, you didn't want to like, don't fucking tell me. I know. Like, yeah. fuck off. And now you're like, no, dummy. You didn't know at all. You know, I feel like only at age 26 did I begin to start really figuring things out. Even then, I'm still an idiot in my mid 20s. I wonder if in 10 years I'm going to look back. I don't think so. I don't think I'm doing anything super. Yeah, I don't know that you really this moment. start doing that. Like, I think you stop doing that once you get into your 30s. 
But it's still true that you are a different person every 10 years. Or oh, so, yeah. Or seven. yeah you, I mean, I think you, I read something. You kind of change, you know, in, in, in ways as you as you get older. And you should. You shouldn't just stay static and the same. And No, but the chapters are becoming, the lines blur more between chapters, between eras. Profound. I'm not trying to, no, I just, like, I could tell you, Oh, like, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be shitty. It's, no, I know. It's just the difference between, like, fall of 1996 and spring of 1997 is so pronounced to me. Whereas, like, the last three years, kind of the same, you know? I like how you kind of uh, slipped into, like, pickles there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are we in Wisconsin. We are in Wisconsin. <laughs> I douchebags. Sorry about the douchebags. I think I need to find new Metalocalypse quotes for my repertoire. No, you don't. Just keep, just, you're fine. Hey, Squisca, you are a lady with lady parts. <laughs> that wasn't even a good Toki. I'm sorry, everybody. I need to brush up. Your Swisca is pretty good, though. Thank you. <laughs> Steve and I do that a lot. <laughs> Did you watch to the end of that show? Yeah, yeah. So you saw the big rock opera ending? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was interesting. But I feel like every episode ended in death and destruction, so it doesn't particularly stand out to me. Yeah, that's fair. Though the best episode of that show is the fucking <laughs> Pickles Rock Opera. And I will broker no very I will broker no arguments. I will hear no disagreements. That I will is not. I will never disagree with you on Metalocalypse. The music on that show was also glorious. I own all three albums. I love the theme song. The and theme when song it's the truncated delightful. version, I'm sad. I get any time that there's a show with a good theme. And the, the Venture Brothers will do that because they have a great opening theme. And it's like, oh, no, I want to play the whole thing, please. What there the are just, there are very few theme songs that I will sing along with. But that is one of them. William Murphy's Murphy's Murphy's. <laughs> That's what I call my dogs. Barky Murphy's Murphy's Murphy's. That'd be a fun group costume. Um, I think that Steve looks like Toki Wartooth. I think if you put him in a long hair wig, he would be, and he's even Norwegian. Mm-hmm. And they're fairly easy costumes, too, because it's mm-hmm. just... You know, jeans, t-shirt, exactly. wig. You're in. Okay, so next Halloween. Into it. Me, you, Steve, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Who would you have Bob be? And I don't know Who that would I would you look- be. Ooh, tough one. I, I, I think you're Nathan Explosion. I could probably do that. I think Steve's Toki. I think I'm Squiscar. So, would you have Bob be Murderface? <laughs> Someone's got to be Murderface, <laughs> but then no one is Pickles. See, I was just thinking, but I'm I'm not doing like I could not do dreads, and that would be a bit of a. It would be a wig. It um, would be a that bitch would still of a be wig, a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, you'd probably have to dread the wig yourself. Well, let me tell you if we can tell do me. Wig Wait, aside, I mean. wig aside, real quick here. <laughs> wig chat, the podcast. <laughs> wig chat. I went as uh, uh, Rose Quartz from Steven Universe for uh, Halloween this year. And I thought I had a substantial enough wig to kind of get her, like, and I totally did not. She has a fuck ton of hair. And just wigs in general. I mean, ton of fun to wear, but a pain in the fucking ass. Pain in the fucking ass. Sometimes I think, you know, when my hair starts to thin or when I lose all my hair that I will become, you know, cool wig lady. But then I think, God, I don't have, I don't even style my regular hair. Just keeping it on your scalp is a challenge. Yeah. Like, I have worn wigs for burlesque numbers, and if you're doing, like, a fold over move it's like oh i hope i've secured this oh the sheer amount of of uh, uh bobby pins mm-hmm. i had in my head that evening was like hurt like a bitch but i have seen a lot of like very inspiring wig work in the burlesque community they're good at that shit but there's there's classes like shirley blazon is teaching a class on like wig maintenance upkeep. Oh, interesting. How to store your wigs, how to style them. Well, I do also think it's, I'm buying like the shitty wig off of Amazon. You right. gotta buy like a nice, 
fucking wig. Yeah, but they're expensive. They're very expensive. And I almost think as going as if I'm going to do Rose again, I need to figure out some sort of foam assistance to kind of get the bouffant. Yes, and I think that's what Shirley does, like foam inserts. But then you have to so carefully cover that. I don't know how that. I can. I don't even know how to cover my own actual scalp with my own actual hair. Amethyst was a much easier crystal gem to go as. And but did you did body paint for that, right? I did do body paint. That's tough. Well, I think if I did her again, I would wear a longer sleeve shirt and then uh, either get like uh, uh, purple tights to mm-hmm. make the gloves for mm-hmm. and then just do my face. Or, but you still um, have to kind of do your neck. But that's fine. The yeah. arms were the biggest pain in the ass. Well, I did that for Laura Palmer when I went as dead Laura Palmer. Oh, I remember we were that. Out. Yes. It was and that was light blue, so it's a little more forgiving, but like it's it took me like Oh, it took like a solid three hours to do like my my upper like torso. Yeah. That Krylon paint, is that the brand though? Maybe. Is real good. Oh, it, it didn't move. But yeah. it was wonderful. And it lasts forever. Yeah, like all night. Like, and like you get a lot. Yeah, I didn't even like. I, I still have like body. a ton of it. Yeah, so it's solid. I think that year I went as Tina Belcher. Yes, you did. Which is one of my favorite that was costumes. Fun. That was a fun. It was like a '90s cover band with the Ninja Turtles. Oh yeah, they dressed as the Ninja Turtles. They did. That's right. And yeah, I, we had like uh, we had another friend who went as Tina Belcher too, and then we found a guy who was dressing as Tina. Yeah, that's right. And we took pictures with him, and then we found a chick who was Louise, and we took a picture with her. It was just a fun evening. I think Bob was at the, the Diabolical Hot Dog that year, too. I don't think Bob came with us, though. Yes, he did. Him and Steve came with us. I know that Steve did, but I remember Bob, like, being the champion and getting us, like, Euros or something. He was the designated driver. Yes, that's why I'm like, Bob was the champion that night. <laughs> Thank you, Bob. And he went and got us, like, cheese fries or something. He did. Like, dropped us off at home, then went and back then went out. And got us food. That's a good man you got there. Indeed. <laughs> I think a couple years later, I went as Louise Belcher. That was a fun costume, too. That's the... Yeah, that is fun. So I went to a wrestling show dressed as her, and one of the wrestlers recognized me, and it was glorious. <sighs> I didn't even dress... Well, we were, like, kind of, like, in Japan for much of October, and I didn't really have my... Act yeah, together. this year, I just kind of... Rose was pretty easy to throw together, so it was like, I'm just going as that. And we just went to, a like, a house party. It was well, really, like, simple and... It's less fun for me because I always have to come up with, like, a work Halloween, but it has to be, like, not just child safe, but, like, child recognizable, which really limits your options. And then it's, like, putting together two whole costumes, that's a lot. Well, and I think, like, uh, you could always just do Miss Frizzle, but I think that's kind of... I, like, yeah, I have one colleague who, like, even more is Miss Frizzle than me, so I would have to, like, give that honor to her. Yeah. Well, that's an easy one to go with. It is. We could just be a whole department of Miss Frizzles. I think that's what we should do next year. Indeed. Indeed. So. <laughs> so, yeah, writing. Writing is a thing that we talk about and do on this, on this show. Um, so, yeah, like I said, hopefully you guys uh, have been and listened to our last one. And, yeah, we kind of veered wildly into, like, Halloween chat there. Yeah. It's it's not Halloween time. Not anymore. No. We're in the realms of after Thanksgiving. Barreling towards this Christmas. This is a bit of the shite part of the year. <clears throat> yeah, like, I don't really give a shit about Christmas anymore. No. Like, uh, Thanksgiving is my holiday? I don't know. I, I like to cook, November though, is why. just kind of the worst of all of the months. Nah, I don't know about You're going that. into, you're descending. January, February is the worst of February, all the months. you're ascending, mm, though. No. And it's short. It's so cold, though. But the, the days get longer. No. Don't poop at February. Oh, I'm <laughs> shitting all over February. But sometimes you get that magical 60-degree day, and there's, there's just this, like... 
I feel like those are a lot more fewer and farther between now, though. Well, it's been a cold-ass November. It has. It's been really, like, really upsettingly <laughs> cold. Before we start talking too much about the weather, let's do our reading. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's get to that. All right, so I'm going first this time, uh, dear ladies and gentlemen, and we're just we're just talking nonsense all up in this piece. Always. So we're just going to dive right in. Uh, so last we left, there was a frazzle-haired woman uh, charging toward Renee and Meredith having their nice little conversation. Miss Frazzle. Miss Frazzle, yes. <clears throat> There should be a hyphen there, but there's not. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> mm, coughing for emphasis. Uh, Mom, I just wanted to hear the story, Meredith railed. Uh, Sherry didn't real. Is it Sherry? I've been saying Sherry, not Sherry. Yeah. Okay. Sherry. Just making sure. Uh, didn't realize who Meredith was standing next to. She never would have approached if she did. How does she not know? Because everybody else knows. She's not paying attention. Sherry. She's blinded with rage for some reason. <laughs> uh, I turn my back for five seconds and you're gone. She's not five years old. If you think that you're going anywhere with Cooper when he gets back, you're sorely miss... She cut off. Oh, you can't ground her. She's been waiting for her boyfriend to come back for like a year. Do we know? Did we establish he's a boyfriend? He has to be, Coop- right? Yeah, like... Cooper? I mean, yeah. Or hanging with I Cooper? So. <laughs> uh, she cut off as she finally laid eyes on Renee. Uh, the protectress had a look of a woman betrayed. Uh, Sherry hadn't changed, save for a few wrinkles, in the years since they'd last seen each other. Oh, she's cute. Uh, 15- <laughs> I was so excited the other day when Steve and I were watching Jeopardy, because it was like, first of all, the category was like French words, the podcast. I was like, that's my jam. Like, yes! um, and then it was like a seven letter phrase, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Jackie's! And Steve was like, rolled his eyes. And then it was. So that's my story of Jeopardy vindication. (laughs) Satisfying. (laughs) Getting the answer right for Jeopardy, though, is always like, yeah. I feel like it's probably not fun watching Jeopardy with me because. Are you right all the time, (laughs) Sheila? I'm right a lot of the time, yes. Okay. (laughs) Humble brag. (laughs) Jeopardy humble brags. Okay. Uh, 15 years, a lifetime ago. Uh, from Sherry, Renee turned her gaze to Darcy. Mm. Oh, we're just going right out with it. Yeah, we're not. I, I think in this one, I was just kind of like, <laughs> it's very obvious. Who gives a shit? You are not a narrative pussyfooter around. Like, you are a get to the point, start in the middle of the narrative, let's fucking do this. Which I think is a bit to my detriment. Because mm. I do think in some instances, especially in the thing I'm writing now, which you've been reading for me and I, I appreciate is uh, you've given me notes where you're like no i like want to see that yeah like, like less off stage more on don't go over it like that's the whole point of like you're writing a book like let's do this you know and i think in the uh the version of this that i ultimately abandoned the like 400 page monstrosity there is a little bit more of you know before you actually get the full confirmation Mm-hmm. There's a lot more. It doesn't happen until like halfway through. So. And I do like that version. <laughs> no. Okay. Moving on. Lay it to rest. Uh, Lay this to rest. Uh, she looked just like her mother. Oh, that's a comma. Okay. Practically a carbon copy. I was like, I'm missing pages. What the fuck? I wouldn't think they would <clears throat> have carbon copies in this world. Uh, they probably wouldn't have booths either, but we've got those. As we established, though, they have those in Game of Thrones, but they do not have carbon copies. As far as you know. That's true. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. 
They could be in fairly in the accounting departments. You don't know. (laughs) Fax machines. (coughs) All right. Uh, Those eyes. The emperor's stern eyes searched her face for some kind of answer. Uh, Okay, there's some scratched out stuff here. Wait, the emperor's here? No, his stern eyes searched her face. Like Darcy's eyes look like the emperor's eyes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I'm just going to read the what I ended up writing in. Uh, she stopped looking for the princess so long ago. Figured she'd turn up now. Renee's mind quipped. Yes. So Renee didn't know it was Darcy until she saw Cher- Sherry and twigged. I think that's when it kind of like, oh, you're the... Because she wouldn't wreck it. She would have been a baby. Right, right. So it's like, oh, you're the chick I handed the kid off to. Oh, fuck. It's you. Know? you. Okay. Yeah. Kind of blue screaming moment. Um, gods above. Should she kneel? Uh, should she take the girl's hand and pledge undying loyalty? Her life's purpose had reappeared, but she was of the people who made slaves of her ancestors. I really don't like that we're just throwing slaves around. That's really annoying me. Well, they weren't free people. But I think that's such a loaded word, and it's... It is, and their situation is not particularly no. dire not it's really. kind of it's a little bit um like a darker shade of magic like whatever cal's uh binding to the royal family is. ish god i really want you to finish that i'll book. finish it i will i really really enjoyed that series i don't know why i stopped reading it i got i mean if it's not like i, I can understand where because it's it's like a kale chapter and then a leela chapter right mm-hmm. so i mean if you're not digging the leela chapters i mean i i get to that point sometimes when you're like because uh, uh, let's just bring it up again. Scrolling through, like, you know, fan fiction when you want to get to, like, the good shit. It's just like, okay, yeah, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb, this is dumb. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste my time with this. But it's necessary to the story. Can't skip them. More so in, in something like that. Even the Kel chapters are not particularly gripping me right now, though. Because you're kind of like, are you, like, halfway through? I think about, yeah. Okay. It does pick up as it goes. I mean, I do think the first book is a little... Not terribly unique in its circumstances. It, is, it just took a swing into, like, MacGuffin world. It's like, oh, soldiers who are after you, and oh, black magic artifact, and right. oh, mysterious letter from mysterious woman. Like, I mean, I, I, I enjoy where it goes, and I think the second book... I, I really enjoyed the second book. There's a lot more expanding of kind of the world and the universe, and shit gets a little more... Um, no, no, there's some interesting shit that happens at the end of the first book, too. You have to finish it I'll so finish we, it. we can have, like, a conversation about it. I here. will, but I'm blowing through this, like, Soviet Harry Potter book. Nice. Yeah. It's really good. Everything's good when you read it in a hot tub, but... I mean, this is good. true. Oh, did you bring the book to read in the hot tub? I did, yeah. I, I'm on, like, page 150. Dude, that's right where you want to fucking be, man. Dude, it was great. Even with the screaming children. <laughs> Were they literally screaming? No, they were just being kids in a pool. Okay. It's, it's fair. You can't fault them for that. <laughs> no, they're right? having fun. Okay, made slaves of her ancestors and killed her mother. Yep. Then it became clear. A plan formed in her mind and she knew exactly what had to be done. Renee, Sherry struggled for words. I, it's been a long time, Ms. Baker, the protectress interrupted her. I never thought I'd see you again. Uh, Meredith looked from her mother to the protectress and back again. You two know each other? Her urge to tell the youth everything was impossible to resist. She managed to keep herself quiet. I'm assuming that's Renee thinking that yeah uh sherry fielded the chair yeah sherry jesus erica 
fielded the question instead. That was a long time ago, love, but right now I think that you should go home and finish your chores. But mom, go home now. Meredith suppressed a hissy fit. It does say hissy fit there. That's fun. <laughs> she didn't want to embarrass herself in front of Renee and hurried home. Her mind reeled with possibility. I, I just feel, and this isn't in here, but that I'm jumping around, pers- like the perspectives are jumping around way too much. I mean, I didn't, I wasn't necessarily, I mean, yes, but I didn't, I wasn't bothered by it. Okay. See, because normally I think if you're going to do the, what is it, third person omniscient, it's still kind of limited. Maybe follows like, maybe the the thought process of one person, right? You're not getting, I don't know. I mean, no, maybe I'm wrong yeah, no, you're right. that. You're right. Just to give it a little consistency. Yes. So you're not flying all over the place. Uh, her mind reeled with possibility. I think we said that already. What secrets lie in her mother's past that would have connected her to the legendary protectress? Mary silently praised herself for not gushing when the woman stood before her. She had the bad habit of saying whatever popped into her mind in times of great stress. Hey, don't we all? <laughs> Uh, When she first met Cooper, she thought he was the most beautiful boy she'd ever seen. After five seconds of conversation, she told him so. Uh, Being the darling that he was, he laughed it off. Oh. Oh, Cooper. Uh Uh-oh, Cooper. (laughs) (laughs) I need to stop laughing so loud. We are definitely in a hotel. Um, Fiddling with her hair, Mary began veering off her course. She wandered to the wagon station and broke into a full run when she saw one being unloaded. Well, that's, that's fortuitous. Oh, she's not grounded anymore. Uh, well... She doesn't care. She just kind of wandered away. Okay. I don't know that she was ever grounded. Did we I see grounded in here? Her mom was like, now you can't see Cooper. Or something. Mean. Like that. Yeah. Maybe. Whatever. But then Renee was there. Uh... Sir, sir. She waves the... Down the conductor. He pulled out his pocket watch. Because we've got watches now. This took a turn for the steampunk. I don't think there's a harder genre to write than steampunk. I do not care for steampunk. No, why not? I I don't know. Just the whole aesthetic just doesn't do it for you? Well, I think it's an overemphasis on an aesthetic. Like, why is that a genre? Like, like Regency is not a genre. Uh, why like, is cyberpunk a genre, though? That is because it had... Ask me hard questions on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Steampunk is an aesthetic. Cyberpunk is thematic. But why can't steampunk be thematic? What's the theme? Oh, we have airships? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I don't get what's so fascinating about goggles. I, I don't know why I Sheila, hate Sheila, you never fantasized so about having like a pair of goggles like Seth Green and Ken Hartley Wade. <laughs> 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 is that an Erica specific fantasy about being able to pull off goggles? Uh, my Seth Green fantasies didn't involve dressing like Seth Green. No. Oh. <laughs> I guess that's just my struggle then. <laughs> I mean, you can. Hey, if you want to wear goggles. I think that is such a specific hard look to pull off. Well, I think it had a moment there was in a speci- 1998. There was a specific time you could do it. And if you tried now, you'd just look like a jackass. Now, to be fair, there are, like, like clothing subcultures that we know little to nothing about, like cyber goth, for instance. Um, but, so there might be 
a, a time and place now where goggles persist. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Do the goggles persist? <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> the goggles persisted. <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Okay. Um, he pulled his pocket watch out of his pocket. Sure. Pulled out a cell phone. <laughs> and tried to look busy as she approached. Uh, these townies and their constant badgering, he hissed in his mind. Like, why are we suddenly in the side? Like, who cares? Um, <laughs> Pocket watch guy. Is he back yet? Are they coming soon? When is the wagon due? He'd heard them all in the past few days. You cannot write a story without empathizing with the customer service provider. Like, you are like the great injustice <laughs> of the world. Is people annoy me while I'm at work. To be fair, <laughs> that was like... That, that was my job for like <laughs> it bleeds through into everything <laughs> love it like I was probably like not <laughs> either working at Panera or not far removed from working at Panera like this is literally the bit that we were doing it earlier really is. I was told this sandwich didn't have green peppers <laughs> like, it's just like weird 20 years later still doing this <laughs> I wanted a grilled cheese sandwich that wasn't grilled. <laughs> I used to have, like, I, I'd work a shift at Panera, and then I'd come home, and I'd fall asleep, and I would have dreams of working on the register. Oh. And I'd wake up, and I'd be like, this is hell. I am living in hell. That, and then you wake up, and you have to do it all again. Yeah. Those are the worst. I'll take, like, a nightmare with, like, ghouls and dragons over just, like, going to work, and then getting up and going to work. Are you okay over there? No. I can't hear ghouls and not get immediately transported to It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia and just losing my shit. (laughs) I I feel like you haven't been talking about It's Always Sunny so much lately because now you are onto Pacific Rim. I have moved into Pacific Rim, the through line being Charlie Day. So. Fair. Shabooms. Uh, (laughs) What? Hmm? What'd you say? I said shabooms. Shabooms. Yes. Okay. Just, I was like, what is that, like, jacques? Like, but now no. I understand. It is a nonsense word, Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you should emphasize with the customer service provider. They work hard. Damn it. They work <laughs> hard. It's like, it's like you read about fantasy stuff, so you don't have to think about that stuff. <laughs> but you're like, I'm going to remind you about minimum wage drudgery because I want you never to forget. What, what it if it was like, like a fantasy novel from the perspective of like a customer service provider? I would read the hell out of that. I think that would be great. Yeah. Like all this big shit going on and they're just like, this bitch is bitching about these fucking onions on her goddamn sandwich. <laughs> I would read that. And I think you're get, the person I'll, to write it. I'll get to work. I'll get right to work on it. Oh my God in heaven. Okay. Where were we at here? <laughs> Uh, this girl, Meredith. <laughs> Stop <Sorry>. it. <laughs> when is the wagon due? <laughs> the wagon is late. <laughs> the wagon seats are not comfortable, sir. <laughs> sir, I need a cushion. My Amazon package was supposed to be on that last wagon, and it wasn't. Where is it? <laughs> sir, I ordered a pocket watch, and it hasn't arrived. <laughs> sir, is that my pocket watch? <laughs> sir. My pocket is pocket watchless. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry, my sweet goggles haven't come. Okay, I'm sorry, I'm done. And it's not 1998 anymore, so I'm not going to be able to wear them. 
Swing one back for the working man. Uh, this girl, Meredith, he believed was her name, was the worst offender of all. Uh, sir, he plastered... <laughs> we're just like, it's this guy's story now. He plastered his best exasperated look on and responded with a low grunt. Uh, is that the wagon from the Golden Capital? Yes, this is the Monthly Express from Tiantra. He lazily looked into the sky. The travelers are still on board. You should go stand over there. Out of the way. <laughs> Meredith did as she was told, unable to keep the bounce out of her heels. Uh, she stayed on tiptoes in anticipation, trying to see into the covered wagon. Absent-mindedly, she cursed herself for not stopping home and donning her dress. <coughs> okay. Uh, these thoughts were chased away immediately as the slim, familiar figure of her love stepped into the light. His sloppy baggage in tow. <laughs> sure. That's judgmental, but okay. <laughs> you know me. I'm the most judgmental fucker on the face of the earth. Your baggage looks like shit. It's really nice to see you, but your baggage looks like shit. <laughs> Put the suitcase over there before I kiss you hello. <laughs> It's going to destroy me. <sighs> All right. Meredith couldn't keep her feet glued to the floor. She was at Cooper's side in seconds. Uh, gods. He dropped his lank luggage. <laughs> Booms. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. Uh, fuck off. And caught her as she launched herself at him. Uh, he had taken the entire ride to think of what to say to her and lost the speech in the curtain kisses she covered him with. <laughs> curtain? I, I miss the the exasperated uh, Oh curtain of kisses, maybe. Maybe that's what it's supposed to be. Where are we at here? No, in the curtain kisses. I I mean you could spend the whole fucking podcast just trying to parse that. Uh after a full five minutes of blocking the exit of the wagon <laughs> that's back to like living in Chicago and idiots standing in the way of the L. Uh, Cooper kicked his bag out of the way and carried their affair off to the side. A scratchy scene change. Uh, I will say, though, people standing in the way of the entrance to the L. I know that you hate that. Yes, I do. You don't? That's horrible. No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just so excited about what I'm about to say, which is that when... Sometimes on this podcast, I'm like, when I was in Canada, (laughs) when I was in Japan, but when I was in Japan, the (laughs) discipline with which people entered and exited the trains and did all of the train stuff was remarkably beautiful like i've seen like video of it and it it warms my black heart it's like when we after traveling for 24 straight hours finally emerged into shinjuku station i there were to my eye thousands of people milling just like every which way and my reaction was like we've made a huge mistake (laughs) but then somehow it just works it just works and by the end of the trip, I was able to do it, too. But it's it's magnificent to watch. Like, apparently, Shinjuku Station is the busiest train station in the world, and three million people pass through it every day. That's ridiculous. But just, like, the, the, the flow of people they have mastered. And there was, I feel kind of bad about this, but Steve and I got separated in one station, and it, we were far apart. I couldn't make it over to him, but I could see him. <laughs> so bad while laughing about this he accidentally got in this old man's way but he he did it like five times in a row like he stopped he changed direction <laughs> changed back got in the dude's way again like bent over to do something like went toward the turnstile 
went back. And so a total of five times did he cross this man's path and prevent him from walking <laughs> forward. The, the elderly gentleman did not react at all. He simply stopped as if he were an NPC whose way you got in <laughs> and waited for Steve to just get the fuck out of the way. Like, and then white continued boy. peacefully. Move. Like he just, like he was n- n- unperturbed entirely. That's outstanding. It was amazing. I'm a little sad that we don't have the wagon conductor in here anymore. I know. I kind of wanted to see his perspective on these like teens making out. He's my favorite character. I like Bernardo. Bernardo's pretty good, too. Okay. Uh, Renee watched the girl leave, almost expecting her to vanish into vapor. Uh, she was grateful the crowd had dispersed. This exchange was the very definition of a private conversation. Sure. Uh, even in the... Learned old to speak, Erica. Even the mightiest of warriors was cowed by the protectress. Sherry noted the blood stains scattered over Renee's loose shirt and pants. Sure. She thought of, uh... <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh, she thought of each of the limbs that were hacked off, the skulls crushed, and the hearts ripped out that had caused these stains. So, ripping hearts out seems, um... Very heartless of us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so you like that. But also excessive. Like, if you are trying to do efficient butchery. Oh, no. Yeah, you're not doing that's that. That's kind do of Do armor and shit? That's sick. not working. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to work. No. I will say uh, uh, this is definitely post-Kingdom Hearts. So that, that, that whole uh, uh, notion of taking someone's heart was always very prevalent in my writing after okay. I played that game. The game is wonderful. We're finally getting the third one. It just makes me think of that YouTube video of MC Chris talking about Kingdom Hearts and Resident <laughs> Evil that we both love. <laughs> you ain't got time to smoke a bowl. You still play. Press A. <laughs> President thought of the kidnap. His ex is on fire. He killed your parents. We need to watch that later. Yeah. That's like my favorite thing. It's the greatest. It really is. <sighs> it's all these anime characters with their hands on their hips. Okay. Mm, blah, blah, blah. she wanted to run to take her daughter and she was hers now no matter what anyone said and head for safety they had hid for nearly 15 years that they could do it again uh you were the last thing on my mind when i wrote in last night renee said looking at the mud on the tip of her boot imagine my surprise when a girl with the exact coloring of a tantrum sat listening to a story she played a major role in i'm a bit surprised i didn't put it together sooner she looks exactly like her mother i don't know why i'm like reading her as being sarcastic that's oh, my damage. Uh, yes, that did make things difficult. She knew from a very young age that she wasn't mine. Uh, but, she's become, uh, but she's become your daughter. There's no doubt of that. Renee had no way of spinning what she was about to say. Uh, it was a messy business. Unfortunately, you know what I must do. Oh, no, no. You were not even looking for the princess, so... See, I think the one thing that I always found kind of interesting about this version of Renee, because there's this, like... Let's get into it. Renee, okay. There's this kind of obligation to the Tiantran royal family or whatever that was kind of the whole point of her being alive. That's like her singular life goal is to make sure these people are safe. Because she was bound to by law that was passed before she was born. Yeah, but if that's your life and that's like what you've been told your entire life, that gets in your head. She reminds me a little bit of Brienne of Tarth. She has a very sort of like singular kind of focus. But I will say that because in each of the 
I think in most of the instances of this story, she ends up, some shit goes down, Beth and Noah attacks Tiantra. I'm like shaking the table. <laughs> it's like, whoa. Earthquakes. And shit happens and she gets, has to go and find uh, Darcy because she either got taken or they sent her away to be safe or something. So in the 400 page monstrosity, as she's leaving, she's like, oh, well, I mean, I can't come back here because he told me like... I can't on pain of death if I don't have his daughter with me, but I can kind of go and do whatever I want now. But why does she want to go back? It's just one city. But that's like her home. But the queen doesn't like her. Oh, I'm not saying in this instance. And the emperor is dead, isn't he? I'm, I'm talking about in the other version, the 400 oh, okay. page version. But if it was what you were, like, it, this is what you've been told since you were born. This is... The, nothing else is important. Nothing else matters. This is the reason that you were put on this earth. But she was raised away from that. Like, her mom taught her... But she was brought back as, like, a fairly young kid. At 15, wasn't it? No, that's when she, like, defeated Beth and Oh. I think I'm more kind I of... I mean, I see your point. I'm more referencing the the 400-page version that we're not reading here, so it's probably getting confusing. I just... I always struggle with, like, misguided loyalty. Because, but what I find interesting about it is that once she leaves, there's this kind of war going on where she's like, no, I can go out and I can do whatever I want. But then she does eventually find Darcy and she's like, oh, fuck. Here she is. This is like the whole point. Like, But it seems like it would upset the apple cart more to bring Darcy back. But like, that's kind of the that's what she was charged with doing. But that's so and there's always that kind of thought process in her head that no matter what, you can be as far removed from it as, as whatever, but if somebody's been telling you since, you know, you fell out of your mom that that's what you're here for, you, you're, you're fucked up in a way. I mean, I, yeah. I, it's I almost suppose. a form of kind of emotional abuse. Yes. And uh, yes. And I sometimes struggle with... Even even reading your your Deb story, like because I have been lucky to not have been in an abusive situation, sometimes it's hard for me to see that it's not as simple as get out of that situation. Right. Like even with um Jamie Lannister, I was always like, Okay, I mean, yeah, you swore an oath to protect the king, but the king's crazy, so your oath is off, dude. Like self preservation doesn't kick in. Not for people in that kind of a, especially not like a knight to a king. An honor is, and, and that it seems like the same thing. It's like an honor. I just, I struggle with, like, to me, honor only goes as far as, like, when the other person stops acting honorably. Then you are no longer bound to them. Right, which I get, but I do, because uh, uh, in that 400 page version, she does bring her back, and that's kind of the catalyst for, like, all of the shit stuff happening. That's, that's the thing. Like, this is going to go poorly. Well, and she has people, like, because Kristoff is a character in that, too, and he's, like, kind of there, like, you know, you're, like, because she ends up, and I know this is getting confusing because I'm not talking about this story, but um, uh, uh, she's helping them fight against Bethano in, I think it's Cade in that story, and, um... He's like, well, you promised you were going to help us with this. And you've been, like, instrumental to helping us, like, win this shit. And now you're just going to leave? Like, it becomes more of a thing. But since that's been kind of the purpose of, like, everything, she's like, no, I have to do this. So, I don't know. I think it's an interesting sort of, not, not dilemma to kind of put a character in. Yeah. So, 
Agreed. Long aside. <laughs> All right, where the fuck were we here? You know what I must do, right? Yeah, there we go. Uh, Sherry couldn't hide her panic. Uh, she pressed her hands to her face before raising them towards Renee. You can't take her. I really have no choice in the matter. Renee bit the inside of her mouth, sick with what she was doing. It wasn't lost on her that she was doing exactly what the Empire had done to her mother. And I think in this one, yeah. It's like, no, you're doing, yeah. So it's, it's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Uh, she had her reasons. Both of them drove her on. Um, so both of those reasons. She's got two. <laughs> All two of them. <laughs> She's got to come back with me. I take no pleasure in this. Uh, I'll bet you don't. Sherry twisted her hands in her apron, wondering if she could <laughs> strangle Renee with it. Probably not. Probably not, no. She forced herself to meet the confident gaze of the protectress. I'm not going to let you take her. Uh, Renee walked up to Sherry and placed her hands on her shoulders. I wouldn't really be allowing that touch. Uh, you uh, come- I, I think from the protectress, you wouldn't have a choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah you wouldn't have a choice, right? <laughs> Uh, you can come with us, Sherry. Uh, you had a hand in saving the heir to the kingdom. Oh. Mariana will no doubt commend you for your actions. I don't know. She might have some irrational shit going on. You know? Uh, her eyes were squeezed shut, and a kaleidoscope... And kaleidoscope light shows danced behind her lids. I think this is Sherry talking. Or thinking. She opened them, sending fireworks around Renee's face. So, you know, when you like the yeah. light stuff. Yeah. Uh, with strength she didn't know she had, Sherry reached back and punched Renee right oh, in the face. Oh, Sherry, you just sealed your own fate. More out of surprise than hurt, Renee crashed onto her back. She stared up at the manic housewife. Well, that's not really fair. No. Uh, Sherry, don't make me hurt you. I don't want to, but I will. Nothing was heard, only red flashes in her eyes. Uh, she fell on Renee with her fist balled and ready. Striking with fury, she didn't know that she had. <laughs> Sherry rained blows upon Renee. I laugh at that because that is a, a direct quote from an episode of Seinfeld <laughs> that George's father says during the Festivus episode, and it is ridiculous that it is in here. Okay, sorry. Seinfeld asides. Uh, upon I- Renee, who took it in stride, uh, she allowed the woman her release before striking once open-palmed. Sherry flew off the protectress and sobbed into the muddy grass. Uh, God, Sherry. Renee wiped a small stream of blood from under her nose. She's all I have. That stung more than any blow could. Renee frowned at herself and started away. Her mind was racing. Wait. Yes. She's just given up? Well, she wasn't going to hurt her. She's not going to take her? She's not taking a Darcy? I don't know that she's decided just yet. Okay. And she's not standing there. She's over like All right. She's not there. Okay. Uh, But fireworks on her face so she is there renee's face oh okay uh her mind was racing one thought came to the forefront she deserved this so this was the ticket to her freedom not really and there was no other way to obtain it if she had to ruin a life it was acceptable okay that's cold uh no one took such consideration for her mother or her father or herself and I think I'll stop there. I mean, it's it's an interesting thought process. Like, it's the wrong conclusion, but it's it's, it's not a the right one. thing. But I think you can kind of maybe. I, I I don't know though because in this, it's a lot more explicit that what they did to her mom was wrong. 
mm-hmm. you know and it's like well you're doing the kind of the you're same perpetuating thing. this yeah. yes and like what's gonna like you're gonna bring her back and what's gonna happen like nothing good but i think we've talked about this in a previous podcast the idea of hazing the idea of like well i had to go through this so i'm gonna put you through it rather than i had to go through this and this was terrible so let's not do this anymore which is the correct way of thinking yeah this sucked we yeah no let's not let's not continue this i kind of wonder where i stand on something like that and i can't think of a specific example but i think i do probably have a little bit of like a vindictive streak where it's like well if i had to go through it you're not getting off that easy i think like everyone does have a little bit of a vindictive streak like that in them and it's you you can't blame people for it right i mean it's not must be human nature it's not right but, but it's understandable. Right. Is Renee supposed to be a likable character? I mean, as of right now, I would say no. Okay. As written. But I think in, again, I keep talking about the 400-page monstrosity. I think she's a little more sympathetic there. Okay. Because that story starts when, right around when Darcy is taken. Okay. So you get a little bit more of the relationship with, like, the royal family and what's kind of going on there. And then, like, you're there for the conversation when she gets kicked out. Like, there's there's a little more there. Do you think you could have accomplished that with a flashback in this? Or it's not really relevant? Maybe. But then at that point, it's like... Why not just start the story back then? Because, like... Well, yeah. I I mean, you can be, like... Because a 15-year time jump is is a little bit of a fuck you, in my opinion. You get invested in one narrative, and then suddenly... Well, and in the one... I I, I, I don't mean to keep referencing it, but that's kind of the one where I think... uh, The 400-page one is the most successful, quote-unquote, telling of the story... Like I was That's a later version. This that's the latest that I okay. was like, I just need to I can't do this anymore. I need to move on to something else. Um where you get that and then you get like what kind of happened with Darcy in the interim, like kind of mm-hmm. what she's like her journey looks like and how she ends up at the point where Renee eventually finds her. There's uh, a couple extra characters in there. There's um uh, yeah, I just think it's done better. So Darcy's 16, right? Now. Yes. What if she was 18? Would it be like, well, you're an adult now, so you choose? Like, you can't just... I don't know. What I don't. she was 40? I don't know. Actually, that would be interesting if Renee was, like, 60-something. And yeah. Like, that's kind of the character I'm playing in... Um. Uh, the D&D campaign where I've, I'm using Renee as a character. She's, like, older. She's, like, f- like in her late 40s. So, and it's been, like, 12 years since the shit went down. So. Having found Darcy, or never having she found never her. She never found her. She just was kind of, like. Because you can't really bring back, like, a 35-year-old princess. Well, not only that, but it's, like, okay, what? I'm going to, like, scour the whole fucking kingdom for, like, one kid? Like, dude, if you're that pissed at me, just, like, fucking kill me. Like. Well, but it would... Because well, yeah. it's meant to kind of be like, uh, it's a punishment, right? Like, you've lived here your entire life. Fuck you. Get the hell out of here and go find my daughter. 
And I'm not going to give you any, like, additional resources or anything, because I think it's an impossible task. But it's also, like, unless the current reigning monarch is still alive, it's staging a coup, also. It's deciding you're taking government into your own hands. What do you mean? Like, if the emperor is still alive, then it's just like, here's your heir, I'm restoring the rightful succession. If some, if the next of kin is now in power... And you're bringing back this person who's the rightful heir to the throne. Which is actually kind of interesting. You know, that might be an interesting, like, take on that story. Well, I don't think I ever really thought of it. It was always her, the, the emperor was Darcy's dad. You know? It's, it's Daenerys Targaryen. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Not kind of, it's exactly Daenerys Targaryen. So, there's interesting avenues to it. And, like, I, I, I do think that at some point, because I always do... I'll find myself back to it because it just it it it's always happened that way. But I'm really happy with this uh, Deb story that I'm writing, and I think it's ruling really well. And we'll see what happens. I'm into the Deb story. It's a departure for you. It is. Normally, I write uh, uh, fantastical shit, and this is a little bit more grounded in reality. I mean, there's superheroes and shit in it, but that's not that's not really the f- focus. That's more kind of the window dressing so i'm excited to read more of it yeah all right shall we over to me it sure all right so we've got darcy in a leather bikini top (laughs) and plastic pants latex pants Uh done up like a whore hanging out with mephistopheles hanging out with mephistopheles i'm sorry what meth meth is that what his nickname is he wants to be called okay So, here's a question. Here's an answer. Is that his actual name? No. Okay. Do we ever find out his true name? No. Okay. He's mostly an extended cameo. Okay. I'm sorry to say. That's totally fine. (laughs) I know you wanted to see more of Mephistopheles. Um, Lucifer and Roswell. Totally fine. I want to see more of Roswell. Lucifer sounds scary. Like, he brought a gun to school. That's not... I do like the casual nature with which you're just throwing around <laughs> firearms in this story. <laughs> yeah, like, they sent him to the principal's right. office. Like, eh, whatever. Back now. It's not a big deal. Okay. I quailed in the entrance to the gym. There were oscillating rings, clans of kids with spiked, dyed, or otherwise mutilated hair. Oh, Darcy. There were skater guys, jeans sliding off wait, butts. Wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Skater or skater? Skater. Okay. I don't think skater is a thing. Well, I... I yeah. <laughs> Sadly, there are no guys wearing goggles. They were a skater boy. They said, see you later, boy. They were not good enough for Darcy. They were probably fine. And greasy, suave gangbangers. Okay. No cheerleaders, though. How to navigate. <laughs> yes. I don't know. Like, again, I had notions about... Totally like, fine. School. Totally fine. I think that I had seen a lot of movies like Can't Had you wait. seen... Mo- have you seen movies, Sheila? Like, a lot of, like, stuff like that? <laughs> I couldn't tell. Where it's all very just... Okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't really feel like we had cliques at our high school. I mean, we had friend groups, but I don't feel like there were the jocks and the nerds. Maybe I was just a nerd and I didn't realize it. No, like... I think there were definitely, like, cliques. Really? Yeah. The friend groups were cliques. I guess... Yeah. But we weren't a click. Were we? Kind of were. I don't think that we were exclusive. No, we were like that group that was like, oh, you're like, bring me here, you're poor. You misfit toys. You're huddled masses. (laughs) Yeah, that was kind of our our crew. Yeah. If you didn't have anywhere else to go, you were kind of like welcomed. Exactly. Yeah. I still don't feel like there was a hierarchy, though. Mm, 
mean, there was a little bit, but it was more like, oh, I live in Hinsdale and you live in Maywood. That was so because I grew up in the city and was like bussed into school. Like that was all very kind of lost on me because mm. I was like, I don't give a shit. Right. Anyway, moving on. Bell, bell. A feline cry pierced the blistering air. <laughs> you are being summoned. Meph intoned esoterically, <laughs> go to her. <laughs> oh, I like this guy. Yeah, I do too. Hi, Belle. My hailer yowled. You're here. Hey, Cleo. I acknowledged her. Cleo, only Cleo. Only Cleo. Cleo, 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 Cleo. Is that, um, yes. Yeah. Yes, it is. Clone High. Roswell and Lucifer hulked on the horizon there and subjected themselves to unmitigated scrutiny. What zooming popularity. Kids. Kids! The apparently epileptic principal was quaking cataclysmically apl- upon her jerry-rigged soapbox. That's unnecessarily it's ableist. Very unnecessarily ableist. Now, I'm going to call you up here alphabetically to get your schedules as you file out of the room. One by one. Single file! She bayed as we swarmed. As Why wouldn't she do, like, the tables with, like, A through K and then... I think you get your schedule before you start school. Also that. But this yes. is a fly-by-night operation. Ah, uh, so yes. Underfunded. That's true. That's a horse. <laughs> Tons of horse. Teaches kids. As Mephistopheles and I were captured by the undertow and eddied along to our first class, which by coincidence was exactly the same, I narrowed my eyes at, at the hymn. Mephistopheles. Mephistopheles, aren't you a junior? He whipped his head from side to side with tangible rancor. He causing whips his hair back and forth. He whips his hair back and forth. <laughs> it's causing a few greasy dreadlocks to shadow his eyes. Oh, yes. He's true. a cyber god. Dreadlocks. That's unfortunate. I'm supposed to be, but I failed sophomore year. They held me back. Wah, wah. So I'm in your classes. Oops, tactical blunder. Unearth someone's skeleton in the closet. Way to go, Darcy. <laughs> so what do we have first, he inquired. Uh, geometry. You know how to get there? He snorted. Sure I do. That's Frappe's class. She's okay, I guess. She likes the smart kids. His lascivious eyes traveled from the less than arousing schedule to my strangling black leather. Is that leather? That is the second time that someone has done this to her. His fingers streaked out experimentally. Boys, calm down. Yeah. Hands off now, I caterwauled. Glibly, he withdrew. Also, the- what is everyone else wearing? Like, that it's like, oh, she's in a leather bra and everyone's just like, yeah, okay. Well, a great question. Just curious. Everybody wears leather. I mean, plastic. whatever, wear what you Finney want. Tyler but- does. Yeah. Uh, he withdrew the offending appendage. What's wrong? I've got a boyfriend, I asserted. Just don't. Or just don't. Or just don't. We rambled along to Mrs. Frappe's math class. And by 3.15, I was equipped with a plethora of plaints to furnish for Taylor's listening pleasure. (laughs) I'm sure the 21-year-old wants to hear how much you hated geometry class. (sighs) My teacher was so mean to me, she wouldn't call on me when I knew the answer. (laughs) (laughs) I hit my hand up the whole time. (laughs) As I dangled stalwartly from the railing, chatting flippantly with Cleo, I recalled Saturn's cloak and dagger epistle entrusted to my care. Cleo, I said urgently, I got a note for you. It's from Saturn. Saturn? Let me see it. Cleo, 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 <laughs> scrambled at the envelope. Cleo, as she perused it, her brow furrowed fetchingly. Belle, what does this mean? My strenuous... Okay, was she introduced to her as Belle, or is she just using no, the fake she, name? No, she knows she's supposed to say that. Okay, okay. My strenuous poetic enterprise down the drain. Being the mediator, nobody benefited from my captivating verse but I. Oh. Oh, fuck you, Darcy. Uh, But me, Darcy. Me. me. (laughs) 
So I paraphrased it for Cleo. Let me dumb this down for you, Clee. It doesn't say that. Upon hearing what she deemed English, her eyes adopted a blinding sheen. This is from Saturn? Tell him I'd love to go out with him. Why don't you tell him yourself? Oh, she cooed and whirled off pirouetting to Saturn, who had arrived expediently to chauffeur me home. I love how these boys have nothing to do but, like, drive her around, give her makeovers. Right, because it's 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 manga for girls. It's, it is. It's a harem manga. It is. Cleo, hey. Only the only one that's, like, in love with her. Like, usually what you have is it's more of a... She'd have, like, a, a moment with each of them, so mm-hmm. you're not... And there's, like, maybe the two main ones... Your your uh, your uh, Ayaka and your Ryoko, where you're like, ooh, I wonder which way it could go. You know, who who's Tenshi gonna choose? But who is your husbando? Hmm? Husbando. Oh, who am I? Like, ride or die with Jeremy? Please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're being real, if we're being real, it's Wolf Halleck. But if I if I'm forced to choose one of the quote unquote good characters, uh, Jeremy, of course. Fuck Taylor. <laughs> no, Taylor's the worst. Um. <laughs> Hey, Saturn, um, I got your note, and I... She choked off. Belle, will you tell him for me? You're right here, I objected in disbelief. <laughs> I know, she said demurely, but I'm shy. <laughs> I like Cleo. Saturn, she wants to go out with you. He's so shy. Saturn's grin ballooned outward into an asinine half moon. That's mean. <laughs> okay, then. You free tomorrow night? Sure, she sparkled. See you then, Saturn. So, she's standing right there. Saturn's right there, and Darcy's right there. And she's like, no, Darcy, you tell him. They are, they are 15. Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay, he replied. <laughs> Deferentially, he opened the door for me. Darcy, how was your day? It was okay. I dismissed. The eye so roll there was outstanding. Well, it's like, dismiss the girl you're about to go out with. Be like, Darcy, you tell me all about high school. Darcy, tell me about your day. Tell me about geometry. I'm I want to hear all about how you're the smartest person <laughs> in your geometry class. <laughs> and how all the other girls are stupid bitches. <laughs> so true at least we don't have any homework but i already got like a million textbooks but at least we don't have to pay for them the strawberry kool-aid in my glass was sloshing around obscuring all judgments as to the question of half empty or half full they didn't have to pay for the textbooks do we have to buy textbooks in high school i legitimately do not remember i i don't think so assume tuition would have covered that probably right i think i'm just remembering college because i feel like college definitely about it a lot yeah okay yeah all right yeah i know i I had that notion yeah so you want to know what happened today okay well i had to stave off constant groping by mephistopheles he can't keep his hands to himself (laughs) Jeremy thinks it's funny. Morose Jeremy and the rest of the assemblage dissolved into a collective paroxysm, except Taylor, who leveled a splenetic glower in the general direction of the window and seized an unintelligible phrase. Okay. A few things. I don't know. A few things. A few things. (laughs) Are we still at the school or are we back at the house? We're at the car. I think we all came to pick me up. Okay. Or maybe they're at home. Sheila, that sentence... (laughs) Well, yes. Jesus Christ. But I'm I'm more irritated that they all laughed at the sexual harassment. Well, I mean, you were how old when you wrote this? Fifteen. No, twelve. Yeah. 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 Sexual harassment isn't funny, guys. No. Uh, I positively reveled in Taylor's staunch bulwark of my maidenhood and watched benignly as he boiled. <sighs> 
internalized all these bad things very early. I think that happens to a lot of young people, though. Yeah. You know, because that's what's, like, being broadcast out there. I mean, that's, that's, and especially in, like, the, you were 12, so that's what? Late 90s? 96? Yeah, 6, 7. So, I mean, like, think about media from back then. That was all... But what media? You know what I mean? Like, what specific... It's kind of everything. You know... It's like, okay, you know? We were talking about the X-Files earlier. Like, my big female role model at this time was Scully, which you do see in this story. Like, that that wasn't part of that. But there was a lot of stuff with her where... And I guess they did, like, the man in peril stuff with Mulder, too, but... They, they both... I mean, he saved her more... I think what irritates me more, actually, is that he was right far more than she was. It should have really been 50-50. Yeah. But that... But that's... It's... Yeah. It's the nature of what the show was about. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. What else? All the teachers are okay, but the principal's a psycho. <laughs> okay. All the books are really easy. <laughs> Fuck off, Darcy. I'm, I'm not worried about the curriculum. Cleo Etheridge was there, and these other people named Mark and Alex. They're nice, too, but I don't have very many classes with them. Oh, and Lucifer got suspended. On the first day, Ivan asked, astonished. Yeah. Other than that, nothing happened. Taylor, ever intuitive, banished my fermenting tension by tracing his fingers down my back. Ivan hinted as to whose demise might be imminent were his car to acquire any sort of laceration. William implored the congregation for a rousing session of Ouija. We complied, yearning for a liaison with the occult. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we went over we, at we, the We've taken a sharp left turn. <laughs> <laughs> and then the worst part? I mean, it was the 90s. It was, it was what we were doing. The craft had just came out. But, like, on a, like, a Tuesday afternoon? Like, uh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. But then she skips, I skipped that. They don't do the seance scene. Well, because I think if you're going to do a seance scene, that then implies that there is going to be something spooky scary that ends up happening. I think it would have been an opportunity for further hijinks. Like, if I know me, it would have been, like, Saturn <laughs> secretly faking that something's happening. You know, and Taylor's like, oh, my God, this house was haunted. And let me tell you guys the story. Well, and here herein lies my question. If you were to rewrite this now, what, like, what would you keep? None of it, because it's the Outsiders. It already exists. But, I mean, is there is there a version of this story in the multiverse that she's just she's shaking her head no i don't at me. think so and i you know not because they don't but, love it but, but why but... not have a a coming of age story with a, a girl who maybe doesn't run away from home because that's a little or, or not like run away like and she's in the same like city because i think she'd be very <laughs> she's easily findable but or set it almost like not post-apocalyptic but Something where that makes more sense, and then she does meet these guys, and... Because none of them... What I'm saying is, I don't think the story is... The basic premises, or premise, excuse me, and, and sure, it's the outsiders, but everything is everything, you know? Yeah, but this doesn't have, like, a reason for existing, 
what does it's though pure wish fulfillment what what does what book does have a reason for existence? oh i mean everything everything speaks to someone or captures like an important experience not the like i almost think it would be interesting to to hear it in like a, a darcy from the future kind of voice that's like, what i want to kind do kind of writing about like these experiences that she had and maybe even like fuck the 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 running away from home thing it's just maybe she her parents get divorced and she has to go to a new school and her mom or her dad is just very like doesn't care so she kind of hangs out with this like group of friends or whatever and it's I, I don't know. I'm just, like, throwing ideas out. I don't know. I mean, what I envision for, like, a return to this is a Darcy from the future encounters one or a few or all of the guys. But it's a very traumatic. Like, her memory of things does not necessarily mesh with what really happened. And she maybe perhaps minimizes her role in some of the bad things that are to come and... I think that's kind of interesting, though. Well, and I'm into it. Like, I want to make it, like, super melodramatic. And, like, because this... Like, I think sometimes you forget in the, like, slice of life nonsense that this is very melodramatic and nonsensical. And it... Oh, oh, I, I hold that <laughs> close to my heart, Sheila, as you're as you're Good. reading your story. As you should. But I'm a fan of the uh, deep melodrama. I'm a fan of that shit. I love it. It's the best. I love it. I love no, it I so much. That. Oh my god, I love it so goddamn much. Well, and that's what, like, I feel like we've had a really long stretch of slice of life, so I'm waiting for, like, some shit to go down. But we probably have a lot more, like, getting jobs at radio stations first. With shirtless DJs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you have to wear your shirt at work. <laughs> Darcy, Taylor ventured, while all others were steeped in a euphoric slumber. About the book. Mm-hmm. What, what about it? What book? Oh, okay. I, th- I think she's writing one. Oh, oh, okay. Uh, oh, I vaguely, I, I vaguely remember that, right? Well, he was uh, writing something, maybe? Oh, 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 oh yeah. here we go. Here we go. He says, maybe you should write one instead of me. And she says, she says what I just said. Maybe, why would anyone want to read about me? I have the most boring existence. Taylor terminated my discourse of the doldrums. You've been terminated. <laughs> Think about it. A story about a runaway girl who falls in with a gang, finds her true love, writes a best-selling novel, and escalates to stardom. Who wouldn't want to read it? <laughs> that's, that's Taylor. Taylor loves that Nicholas Sparks shit. <laughs> well. I have not read one of his books. No, neither have I. I don't. I don't. That's not my kind of melodrama. It's not my, it's not my jam either. Yeah. Well, when you put it that way, but watch my father pick it up, realize who the author is. You have a father? So you publish under a pseudonym like Bell Maris, fool. Why Maris? Maris. Where, where, where is that from? It came to me, um, but it... A I dream. It means like of the sea. So that's probably why I chose it. Because you know he has nets in his living room. Like a Greek I forgot <laughs> and his sword guy. <laughs> so, I think <laughs> he's small sword guy. <laughs> this house is amazing. Um, I think a book about you would be more interesting. I countered evenly. Come on, I can just see it. There's this guy, relatively unknown sword guy. You know, boring. No, not boring. Yes, Don't interrupt boring. me. It's Very boring. boring. <laughs> <laughs> he has this exciting life. Saves all sorts of people's lives. You could add in some things, too. Spice it up a little. 
really uh, <laughs> oh, that's so mean. a thousand little pieces in you know really <laughs> i didn't really do that really really thing. punch it up <gasps> let's both write a book <laughs> taylor challenged <laughs> me huh you edit mine i'll edit yours is that a come on they'll be the same i contested same characters everything no fun besides you're the one who wants to be famous I'd be satisfied being the boyfriend of the newest best-selling author, he teased. You could do it. You know you could, Darcy. You write it, and I'll help you out with me with it if you need me to. <laughs> Taylor. Okay. <laughs> I'll make you a bet. Oh, I'll bet God. you that you can't have a novel finished by your 16th birthday. <laughs> hmm. I surmised eloquently. What's at stake? <sighs> <laughs> Taylor squinted pensively at me. If you win, I'll... He grinned wickedly. Well, we'd have to wait till you were over 18 and until you had a wedding ring on your finger. But... <laughs> I feel so uncomfortable right now. <laughs> I feel bad and weird. Taylor! <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, dude. I'm, I'm so... I just want to like go to the other room and lie down uh taylor <laughs> sex bet i'm sorry but like chris it's <laughs> a good band name right christian sex bet it really is you should write that down I will. I don't have a pen, but I will. Sex pen. (laughs) (laughs) Although stunned at this eruption of satiric suggestion, that's satiric like a satyr, like pan, not satiric like sarcastic and ironic, just to be clear. Um, My curiosity was piqued. Okay, I said gamely. And if you win, what do you want? Still sex. Same thing, he said pointedly. Then there's no point, I contended. Come on, Darcy. For me, Taylor argued his case assiduously, attacking until I fractured. Maybe. Yes, he proclaimed. Oh, Taylor. Fine. Yes. Thanks, sweetheart, he murmured and kissed me virtuously. <laughs> hey. So, so the title of this episode is Christian Sex <laughs> So embarrassed. My heart is going to explode out of my chest. Oh, it's awful. And I'm going to die. (laughs) Like, just fuck. Please, just fuck. I don't even know if they do. They probably don't. I probably didn't. I couldn't even write a kissing scene. I mean, to be fair, writing sex is impossible. Yeah. Because it's just like. They just published, I was reading the article yesterday while you were reading your fan fiction. They just published the, um, <laughs> let's talk about Pacific Rim for a minute. <laughs> Sorry. Um, the, the, the short list for the worst sex scenes of the year. Oh so I read some of those. It was exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like not providing any commentary. I'm just like giggling like a jackass. Sorry, listeners. I'm almost through here. What what was this list? This 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 bad sex list. What what what? what? Oh, they do it every year. It's like um the National Literary Review puts together a list of like the worst sex scenes in 
I did not know this existed. I will send you the article. I demand you send me the link. It was delightful. Uh, <laughs> hey, is Mephistopheles bothering you? <sighs> Go to sleep, Tay. All right, I'm going to do this last Wait, short. are they like sleeping in the same bed? Yeah. Or no. <laughs> I, I, I don't He's a gentleman. Is he, is he he's, No, he's a kind of gentleman. Okay. <laughs> lady. Squeeze <laughs> <laughs> guy, he was a lady. <laughs> On October 13th, praised be Christopher Columbus. Oh, I was, fuck off, Darcy. No. I was temporarily liberated from the glories of kinetic and potential energy, sines and cosines. Also, and to be fair, war. we could probably figure out exactly what year this is by that date. Sorry, that's me. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. That's me calendar enthusiast. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, come do the DJ thing with me. Saturn invited me articulately. Does it say thing? Oh, it does. And, but then she goes on to, to be shitty. Oh, good. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad. So it was that I was deprived of my couch of less than palatial proportions. Instead, enduring Saturn's paralyzing chatter as he careened down the road, throwing down his proverbial gauntlet in the face of death. Yo, Belle, Saturn, Finney Tyler heralded us as we tramped in. You bringing her with you to DJ, he inquired. I'm with a DJ. This, this radio station has no workplace rules. Yep, it is okay, right? For you. It's like the last days of Q101. Just like, yeah, let everybody in. No one cares. Come on up. Play Anything. Juke Joint Jezebel 15 times. No one cares. <laughs> Finney was still halfway denuded of raiment, opting to brandish his formidably sculpted physique. Okay, Finney, it's October. Also, well, just, just say he's shirtless. <laughs> it was like the longest road to get to his shirtless. He's not, he is without top. <laughs> if we were playing Settlers of Catan, of Catan I would win longest road. <laughs> Yo, we're going up now, Saturn barked, and yep. we traipsed into his office. Does it say in, it in quotes? in quotes? Yes. Um, <laughs> Is that I just the stop. end of that scene? No, there's a space, but it goes on. Do you want me to keep going? I think we should move on. Yes. It's another exciting radio station scene, so, you know, give him something to look forward to. <laughs> 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 we are Christian Sex Bet! <laughs> Sorry, that's my favorite. No, that's, it's that's the new Devil Man. That's the, that's the name of the episode. It's just it's Christian sex bed. And oh, oh God, fuck off. Seriously. Oh, like oh, you found true love at sixteen. Like <laughs> I'm sorry, fifteen. Oh, pardon me. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay. So you know what it's time for? Yeah, I do. Back it's, to hell. It's, it's notebook time, guys. <laughs> so it's going to go from bad to worse. Oh, fuck. All right. I think uh, it's me a little bit at the beginning, right? Yes. Okay. Do you have the page? Yes. Okay. Try to keep these in order oh, here. My guts are just like, oh, dude, stop. Because it's like, I don't even know what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <clears throat> <laughs> are you what are you doing i'm, I'm scanning <laughs> for potential uh, uh issues uh and i don't see i mean i see some but that's not nothing offensive okay i mean maybe to our sensibilities quite possibly right uh, i i really need to know where we came up with the name renee c rain and how clever we thought we were being 
That sounds like another one of the dream things, but I wouldn't have had another dream. I almost think it's it's one of those... Isn't there like a trope in like fantasy where like part of the heroes like becomes like... Shadow self. Yeah, something Dark along Link. those lines. Yeah. Dark Link, yeah. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's probably exactly what's happening here. Right. Yeah. All right. All right. So this is me for about a half a page... And then we get into, uh, oh, we have a Kakiri on here. Did you see that? No. It's Aww. Makar. Oh. <laughs> 2003? No. No way. 2001. We were when graduated by. Wind Waker come out. I one? didn't play it till 2003. Okay. So then it's not Makar. Must not be. Who else would it be, though? What does the balloon say? Onion minion. <laughs> I didn't it looks like my car, though. Okay, whatever. I don't have any more alcohol, so I can't take a bracing shot of anything. All right. Welcome back to hell. Meanwhile, in a huge castle in the middle of the forest, Renacy Rain sat on her large marble throne. She stared into her... No. She stared into the floating orb in front of her. Okay. From this orb, she could see everything in the mirror world. And now she saw her beast rampaging through reality. I, I don't. I, I, I'm so tired. She. <laughs> We're almost there. I know. I know. Uh, a wicked smile played on her lips. Uh, he didn't seem to have the spirit energy with him, though. What is the spirit energy? <laughs> it's the ultimate MacGuffin. <laughs> okay. As it's long exactly as Hallows. As long as we're clear. You know, I would not have had an issue with the Deathly Hallows if she had established them like in that first book. Yeah. You know? I don't know. It's still like a fetch quest. It is. It is definitely a fetch quest. But it's I think like, if it had been if it had been throughout the story, like little snippets sure. of it, I think it would have it wouldn't have been so Oh. Like, okay. Well wasn't okay, what was the, the, the horcruxes, right? That seemed like kind of the same thing again. Maybe that's why it annoyed me so much. But the Horcruxes, they were like, like you had the book in the second. Right. Like, I liked, I thought that the Horcruxes were. It was interesting. It was an interesting like concept. And to have like a name for it in that, what was it, the sixth book? Mm-hmm. Where they finally start talking about them? Like, oh, oh, okay. Interesting. But then, yeah, to have like the Deathly Hall, it just. It felt like that video game that I used to have that was like Bible adventures and you would be collecting like animals for Noah's Ark. But then in the next level, like you'd be collecting baby Moses. And it's like, well, you know, it's a different Bible story, but it's the same fucking right. game. Stop fetch questing yeah. me, motherfuckers. Baby Moses can find his own fucking way. Well, and you could also end the game prematurely by throwing baby Moses into the river. I appreciate that they coded that in. I do too. Nice. <laughs> Isn't that what happens though? No, he's supposed to find him in the river and take him to. Well, are you playing as like the. the You're not the playing as queen? the devil. Well, no, obviously, but. You're playing. I his don't... mother puts him in the river to save him. Yeah, but then you have to find him and deliver him to the queen, I think. Okay. Did you ever see Prince of Egypt? No. Great movie. Yeah. Good soundtrack. All right. Yeah. Gorgeous. Is it Beautifully animated. Though? Yeah. Oh, it definitely is. Is it I mean, a it's movie? it's not like it's not a Disney movie. I think it's oh. DreamWorks. Okay. It's not like like the like Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. Go go go, Joseph. Resisting. I know. Uh, most of my Thanksgiving meal, I I did Joseph. 
uh, while I was cooking. Um, oh, okay, I was like during dinner. Yeah, I just disruptive. got I got hella drunk and just sang Joseph for everyone. That was a few weeks earlier at uh, wine night at my grandmother's house. I got inappropriately drunk and started singing show tunes. It was a very fun evening. All right, uh, dumb spirit energy. She frowned and switched the orb to this world, which is a thing you can apparently do. Uh, now she saw two girls, one asleep, the other walking through the woods. Uh, oh, good, she's expository, or being expository. It's late, I'm tired. Uh, perfect, she said. Now I can get the energy without the reality jump. I mean, <laughs> isn't that what we all want? <laughs> <laughs> seriously it's painful <laughs> she called to one of her minions and told him yeah that's a t uh to bring one of them to the castle sure uh Rennie lazily opened her eyes she rolled over and surveyed the surrounding ing there's no s there surrounding <laughs> uh she felt disturbed uh though like she was being watched oh no <laughs> oh no you part or oh no me part no it transfers to you and it's just i'm gonna crawl under the table while you're reading it cause... well at least i wrote it you don't have to cringe on it's, your behalf I'm, I'm cringing uh suddenly a hand fell on her shoulder she screamed and turned to see dot 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 i'm gonna go find a blanket and crawl under it here is my portion yeah we get to uh sheila writing now she screamed and turned to see her flossy boy, James. Do we have to? I mean, Explain? like, are we going for? Are we going for it? What, okay. What, what is your thought, this here, Sheila? Beautiful time capsule has been hidden in the mirror world for fucking fifteen years, and you want to lie and hide it? I am just asking if we're going for it. We're going for it. Okay. We are here to bear our souls. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Let me take you back to the year 2000, 2001. <sighs> Pokemon Mania was sweeping the nation. It still is. It's st- it, the staying power is of Pokemon <clears throat> is genuinely shocking. Intergenerational. It's uh, it's Nintendo though. I mean, yeah. Mario's been a thing forever. Zelda's been a thing forever. Yeah, I suppose that's true. And Nintendo has very. Uh, interesting way of being able to stay in the, the public consciousness but pokemon i would argue is bigger than those because it's like a whole i think so too yeah franchise yeah, empire. Yeah, yeah yeah anyway this is a very long-winded way of saying when i was in uh the ripe old age of um 14 15 i had a large crush on the character of james from the pokemon show now i'm going to uh find uh some sharp implements <laughs> fall upon them and die in the little kitchenette here so I don't have to uh, 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 relive this um, cringiness. Uh, to be fair, I was the one who wrote him in for you. Still. I don't know that you like specifically asked for it. I'm you, I mean, sure we that probably, I did. I was probably aware of your proclivities. no way. Like, see, see the... Uh, and I'm sure it comes in later, too. I had a plethora of very embarrassing crushes when I was a, a younger lady. Yeah. And I'm sure that will also necessitate explaining at some point. So let's just <laughs> leave it alone for now. I'm like, who are the characters in this? We jump oh. around a fair amount 
if memory serves. There's a whole cast of characters in there, Sheila. This is bad news bears, dude. Okay. Oh, no. Really? Do I have to hide in my shirt again? No. I do. Okay. Okay. She relaxed, letting relief rain for an instant. He folded her into a hug, but before they could share an intimate moment, there are little dashes around that to set it apart, uh, PJ came bounding up. PJ. So I had a crush on this boy, PJ. He was a junior when I was a sophomore. I didn't know him. I just thought he was super hot. Hmm. It's not, I don't know why I liked him enough to write him into the story because it's not a very like interesting crush with background. Gotcha. You okay. know, it wasn't like Connor where there was like the academic rivalry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he was just like a hot guy. In Did I ever tell class. you that he ended up in my Panera one time? And yeah. I was fucking mortified. I was shocked for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Good times. Good times at the old Pantera. Did he ask you about the most popular signature sandwich? <laughs> Uh, We've missed you too, James Saud. See, even here I was like, (laughs) I could say side. Okay, I will say, though, it's lovely to see that that persisted. Like, legitimately, that's adorable. Is it? (laughs) She was like, go fuck yourself. They terrorize us all the time when you're not here to defend us. Where's Darcy? Is she all right? I don't know, Renee admitted, but she's here somewhere. Would you guys tell me what's going on with Renacy Rain? So we were like the defenders of this realm? Or the characters were like the defenders of this realm? I think so. Okay. Interesting. Would you guys... Oh, I said that. <laughs> so he- it is almost like a, a, a Chronicles of Narnia situation. Where they like pop through, take yeah. care of business, and then pop out. I guess. Ish. I guess these guys are just Mirror World's regular guys. Uh. Uh, PJ burst into tears. James's arm quep... quep- <laughs> Quept, crept <laughs> awkwardly around his shoulder. Don't touch me, he foamed like an injured prima donna and scampered off. She okay. did something to him, Renee surmised. What? James balked. It'll upset you. Wait till Darcy gets here. Hey, guys, Darcy peeled in her usual adventure tone. <laughs> James threatened Renee, hands itching to wring his neck. Yeah, that sounds like me. Um... Oh my god. <laughs> like, I almost feel like we need a. Like, I would never do it because no one needs to see what I look like. We almost need a visual aspect of this to just see the body language and the, like, the, like, wanting to crawl into one's own belly button and, like, just implode and not exist anymore. This is just so bad. The look on your face is amazing. Like, it's not funny bad. It's bad bad. Like, offensive bad? I think. I mean, it's a magic spell. Mm. I'll let you be the judge. Uh, let's, let's, I mean. I, I mean, I'll go. Let's go. It. Let's go for it. And I, I, we, <clears throat> let's, let's throw some parentheses around it then. Yeah. This was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, probably using some. Not great fantasy tropes. Yeah. Uh, but are tropes for a reason, because they're probably used a fair amount in fantasy. I don't know that I've ever seen this one. I may have seen it in manga. Mm. But not, like, the fantasy that, like, I was necessarily consuming. Okay, I'm interested to see what it is then. But we... We apologize in advance. Yeah, I apologize, because this was me. Um, It's my fault, James sighed. I was walking in the forest last week, he blushed, mooning over you, Renee, if you want the truth. Get on with it, Renee coaxed, pleased. 
and all of a sudden you appeared or so I thought I should have known it wasn't you when you oh are we doing that that's not what's that's not the bad part okay uh, I should have known it wasn't you when you didn't want to wrestle. So I talked with what, what? I thought was you. And I think I was into wrestling at the, that point. That's just odd. I think it's more of like a Renee is a, a bruiser. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I talked with what I thought was you. And then one of the onion minions jumped out of a tree and was going to run you through. Run you through. Unless I told it where PJ lived. So Renee Serene kidnapped PJ the next day. And from what I can gather... There's just a lot going on there. Though, Onion Minion? Where did that come from? See, there's so much here like, that I feel like there's like a, a, an episode zero that yeah, we're missing. Episode zero was that night. Yeah. I feel like it could have been from an awesome blossom that we ate at Ruby Tuesdays. That's a chili thing, but you know what I mean. I know exactly what you mean. I love those fucking things. Bloomin' Onion Man? Like, yes, please. That shit smells so good. Mm. I don't even like onions. Let me just get through this. From what I can gather, she showed PJ her full evilness and ugliness in all its glory. What I think, what I intended by that is that she, like, opened up, revealed the soul and was like, this is the darkness of the world. She event-horizoned him. She event-horizoned him. And now he seems to shy away from women. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's... So that's not, like... It's not great. No, it's like a magic spell that she cast on him. But I would say it is kind of tropey. I've seen it. I I have seen it before, but I'm I'm not comfortable with it in the hands of me. Well, and I think that's kind of the some of the issue why like we we're we we're, we are being so cringy because it's it's maybe some higher concept things that don't belong in the hands of 15 to 16 year olds. Exactly. And I don't know if, like, I don't know if it was intended as, like, a magic spell to just sort of confound his life, or if it was, like, she showed him darkness and evil, and because in his mind that was linked with this woman, he's now just, like, can't even... I'm not really taking it that way. I No, I don't think it's that either. Mm-hmm. I think it's, like, I'm gonna fuck with your life, and here's a way. Yeah. But why that way? I mean, I, I suspect that this will be resolved, like, by the next page, because that's how this story rolls. Yes. Very, very, very true. But I'm not proud of myself. I don't think it's as bad as you made it out to be. Yeah. But I, I, I can understand the cringe. Well, I'm also like, where is, what else is gonna... Well, and this, see, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, where we don't, we have not looked at this. Yeah. And I think we're not planning on it, because the cringe is part of it. Exactly. Right? So we don't want to rob you, dear listener, of of that because we do think there's there's humor in that in going back and reading this shit. And I mean, Sheila doesn't see it right now, but I hate it. <laughs> okay. You know what? I I, I think that because it's it, that's not good either. I, I almost feel like if we do ever get through this, we we almost need a um. A reward of some kind for like, us, or for yeah, maybe for everybody. And my mind immediately went to my, but it, I wrote it when I was like twelve, so there's no way it's not garbage. My Final Fantasy VII Dragon Ball oh, Z God. crossover <laughs> fan fiction, <laughs> <laughs> which I did find. I still have not looked at because even thinking of it, 
makes me want to put a bag over my head. So, I, I don't know. I think we need... I don't know. Some kind of... Not a reward. <laughs> Palette cleanser. Palette cleanser. Because we're only... We're on, like, page four. I know. This. And I'm like, I don't... This... Like, we... Yeah. Well, it, it, that's the whole point, right? It's it's shitty writing from when we were kids. That's the podcast. All right. Well, I mean, let me I mean it's not as good this. as Christian sex bed, but <laughs> no, nothing is. As nothing good as will be. So, um, Darcy and Renee were crestfallen. There's more. James choked. You know, I do appreciate though that we like. There's this whole oh, fuck. They're not gonna find each other. Like. Renee's in one part of the forest and Darcy's in another. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, no, fuck that. They're together. Like, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Ah, oh, we had to eventually. That Yeah, that was the first of the, like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very passive aggressive. <laughs> it didn't feel like, like, I never felt No, no, I, never no, felt I was bad. never like, oh, that fucking bitch, I can't believe you. No, it was just like, oh, okay. We're just like, this today's thing. We're doing this now. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mentioned the onion minions. Renee C. Rain has collected enough stolen spirit energy from your side of the mirror to animate all the vegetation around here and make them all minions of hers. I mean, that's an interesting concept. That's impossible, Darcy Scott. <laughs> Darcy's always the same. I still don't know what spirit energy is, though. It's the... It's the I know. It's I know. The, I know. It's currency, I know, the fuel. I know. I know. You can't practice psychological torture on plants. Absently, she picked a forest banana, which remained docile in her hand. <laughs> she peeled it. Wait, wait, wait. No, this, I, I actually like that I did. I, I like this. But. Forest banana. Um, she peeled it, bit it calmly, and began to choke violently. The peel whipped her unrelentingly, <laughs> coating her with banana slime. She called, Renee, James, but they were busy, dot, dot, dot. And that's, do you want to leave it there for tonight? Yeah. I think you look like you want to leave it. <laughs> I think that two pages is plenty. Yeah. Oh, man. That felt like the longest part of the podcast for me. So. I mean, that's the whole, like, that's that's our mission, though. We, we horrify s- ourselves and each other. Yes. And everyone. We set out to find our old writing and to, like, I'm sitting here with my legs crossed and my arms crossed. I, I'm so sitting I'm, on my hands. Yeah. I'm just very, like, mm. <laughs> But that's that's that is the stated mission of the podcast, and this one is a true we're in it together. Yeah, and I think that like that was cute the the banana. Yeah, thing. I liked the it, banana. It's finding worth among the the abandoned pages of the writings of our our younger selves, and I think that's slogging through. You know what it is, Sheila? Are you ready for this this analogy? Wait on me. I don't think you're ready for it. I don't know. It's slogging through a bunch of shitty fan fiction. Until you find the good one. Because I'm sure there's bits in here that are good. Now, I don't know that I wrote any of them. Um, But I I, I do think that we are going to find some interesting, maybe, concepts. I think there's some interesting... And not interesting good. I'm not going to claim that anything in this this is is good. Because, clearly. But I think that there's... I think there's value in going back and maybe looking at not only how our sensibilities have changed, but I think it's also interesting to look at how maybe the writing styles have changed from even from that to that. Yeah, drastically you know? for my... Yeah, I, I but think, and yet not. No, there's definitely, like, you can see the through line. And I think in my stuff, I tend to go a little more generic fantasy with stuff 
And that's you're going to start seeing that wild pulling back and forth in the story. Because mm-hmm. your stuff, I think, it's a little bit more, uh, like, dreamy and more... Mine has less of an arc. Like, I think you yes. were always trying to have the arc, and I was more of the standalone person. Yes. and I was, it, it was always a very generic fantasy arc for me. Yeah, but at least it was an arc. <laughs> where's my arc, Polly? Where's my arc? I just, part of the thing is it's really choppy because we were writing in 40 minute segments of which we had to pay attention in class for like 30. Yes. So no one gets to develop anything. There is no development. Stuff veers wildly back and forth. There's, there's, yeah. Like I, there's, and I don't, I I think it's in this, but there's some, I just have very distinct memories of like, Oh, that was cool in this movie I just watched. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. write that into the Darcy Renee thing that we're writing. So I think what the most interesting part of it is, is to look at it and just be like, how did th- from that emerge this? And then... It didn't. This was always first. This? Like, the, the, the conversation we had was the forking path moment. No, yes, definitely. But, I mean, we were writing that together. I didn't start writing any of the other Darcy and Renee stuff until after that. See, here's the thing, and, and maybe this is this notebook, but I feel like there was, we became more committed or more involved. Like, the whole John of Colin thing, like, I don't remember PJ... I don't remember PJ. And maybe at he all. dies on page four. You know, or maybe I don't he just know. never. Who the fuck knows? Right. But I feel like this is, and uh, this is only our. We're like five minutes into this, but I feel like it's not as um serious as I, I remember. I think it definitely gets more serious as we go, because I have always had this like, I will create characters that I love, and then I'm like, oh, they have to die. There's definitely character death in this, but I feel. Like this to me feels like I wrote this during first period. You wrote this during second period, and then I think. But at the later at the beginning, yes. But, but later, like you might have kept it for a week. Does, possibly. Does that sound maybe like or took it at home afterward and yes. wrote more stuff? Yeah. And we may have not just been writing it at school. Right. There is a time where it isn't just I wrote one page and then you wrote one page. I think it does get a little more lengthy there's a part i think too where we're we're really on the same page toward the middle yeah i think so because we probably like sat down and talked about it and we're like probably this is kind of where maybe i I, who knows i mean we'd have to look at it but find out no this was like what do we say sophomore year and then we didn't continue it into junior year right i don't think we did I don't, I don't know, because John of Colin, the person who inspired that, like, I definitely remember reading it in study hall, doing physics homework, which John of Colin and I would, like, help each other out with, which was definitely a class I took junior year. So I don't know. Maybe there's a whole other junior year version. I mean, it's possible it straddled the two years. Because the thing is, okay, you know, I peeked at that last sentence and it involved James. I don't remember James being in it throughout. Do you? Because it was, it was, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, I do know. I'm very aware. I, I Unless this is proto version, but I don't think we did another notebook. Maybe you did it and I read it. Maybe? 
Because there is, and I don't know that I still have it. I have to go digging through my shit. Because there is a version where it's... Right, let's stop dancing around it. I had a huge crush on a priest in fucking high school. Okay? <laughs> I mean, we already talked about that in I know we podcast. did, but It's yeah. not a secret. It's not. But it's a secret he, to nobody. He, <laughs> no, it's, it's not dangerous to go alone. <laughs> he, um, he figures fairly prominently in a few versions of... Actually, he's in that 400-page version, but he's not... He's a peripheral character. The 400-page version, though, is on your computer, right? Oh, no, I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a computer It's document. a computer one, yeah. Because, like, I remember a notebook with with maps. And I don't think that's this one. Oh, no, I I have... I mean, there's shit in here. That's This is all... In this notebook is a bunch of other Darcy and Renee shit. Oh, maybe that's it. I mean, it might be a version of it, but there was another version that was a computer-typed version that I don't know that I have anymore. Oh, that I think might have actually been like a complete story ish. Yeah. That has like the cuz the the concept of mirror jumping between the two universes doesn't persist. Okay. But there was a version that was probably is like an anthropological like <laughs> you know, wander through through my life here. It's kind of crazy that was before this but after that where that mirror thing still persisted that you went through a lot of layers there's many iterations all of them garbage yeah this first one is particularly <laughs> brutal <laughs> but i mean you think about it you're passing back and forth between two people who don't have there's no uh, we, we had this renacy rain person well, and we didn't, I, you know, as much as, like, we went to high school together and had time to chat and stuff, we didn't, we probably see more of each other now because, like, it would be, like, five minutes in the hall to chat. And if we didn't have lunch together that year, right, that was that. And yeah. if you had a sport or I had a sport after school. Right. And you'd hang out, like, sometimes. But, yeah. We didn't have know. time to talk about it much, probably. It was the note. Like, th- we did this instead of writing notes to each other to say, like, hey, how's your day going? Yeah. We never really did notes, like, uh, uh, you would do with other people. We did, this was our, like, thing. Yeah. This is way more fun, so. And it's delightful in its own way. It's just hard to go back and be like, oh, my God. I feel better about my story because I feel like I wasn't old enough to know better. But, like, I feel like in this, I was old enough to know about it. Well, and that's a coherent narrative. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what I mean. I know what you mean. It's more of a story. This is just kind of a a collection of, like, random thoughts and ideas. Yeah. It's, like, proto-Twitter. Yeah. Which is fine-ish, but we'll see where it goes. I mean, we we found the notebook. We always wanted to find the notebook, and we have. We're not going to abandon it now. Careful what you whisk. Wish. (laughs) Whisk. Be careful you what you whisper. Watch out when you're baking, man. You, you, oh my god, if it wasn't <laughs> Christian sex bed, it would be be careful what you whisper. Damn it. It's like a chilling squiz car even when I'm not even trying to. Oh my goodness. All right, folks. We, we've been going on entirely too long. Uh, <laughs> Let's call it. These these podcasts are probably going to be a little lengthier now that we're incorporating the notebook in at the end. You're so. welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you very much for sticking with us. Thank um, you. Hopefully you're enjoying these, these unfortunate jaunts into the past uh, in our... our ramblings about our our past selves but um uh thank you as always for listening go check out the team puma knife uh, dot com the other battery of podcasts that we have 
subtle interference, improvised weapons, uh, Beyond the Red Waste after the movie. Um, like and subscribe should you feel the need to. We would appreciate it. Let you know that people out there are actually listening and, and enjoying our, our torturing of each other. We want you to love us. <laughs> so very Please desperately. Love us. love us like Taylor loves Darcy. <laughs> In a purely chaste until she is 18 sort of way. We are Christian Sexpert! <laughs> uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, have a lovely evening. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>